Hey there, welcome to the IRI Friends Podcast. My name is Catherine Thoring, I'm your host. And today I bring a very, very special episode with Steve Rosenberg. He shared his winnings, his losses, how he got to where he is today. And he shared so many things about um, learning and failing big in, in not being afraid of looking like a fool or making mistakes in front of people. I'm telling you, you're gonna so, so, so love this podcast episode. So make sure that you watch on Spotify or YouTube and follow Steve. We're going to have all his information in the show notes. So go ahead and um, take a listen. See you inside. Hey there, Steve. Welcome to the REI Friends Podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm doing great. Really, really excited to talk to you today. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. Uh, my name is Steve Rosenberg. I am a real estate investor, uh, entrepreneur, a um, basically a, a person that has taken my background of being an airline pilot, um, having a, a very tragic uh, event in the uh, history and turned that into something that was able to build a business, an entrepreneurial business through a lot of failings, through a lot of mistakes and create a very successful business model uh, around that. Um, so I'm kind of like an onion. Uh, I've got a lot of layers to myself. Uh, we could, they all kind of tie in together, very relatable to probably a lot of people out there with struggles and trials and tribulations. Uh, I'm not a guru. I'm not an expert. I'm just, I, I actually still have a job as a commercial airline pilot. I fly a Boeing 777 aircraft uh, internationally around the world. Um, but I invest in a lot of real estate. I speak on a lot of stages and I work with a lot of real estate investors coaching them to get that lifestyle that they want to have that seems ever so elusive to all of us. That is so good. You said so many things that I want to unpack. So thank you. <laughs> let's, just, let's just go right into that. So what was that thing, that that tragedy that you were able to turn into something positive? Sure. So, um, you know, I, I got hired as a major airline pilot. I was 25 years old. I was the second youngest person ever hired by this airline. Um, and, you know, as far as airline jobs go, it's a very safe and it's a very secure job. Um, and one of the things I realized was it's not safe and it's not secure. And I found that out um, the two days after 9-11. So um, I had a very safe job. It was great. 9-11 hit, which was a tragedy for, for everybody. Yeah. So the, the day of 9-11 changed a lot, of, a lot of things for me as well as a lot of people in, in the world. Um, it, for me, actually, it was two days after 9-11, because two days after the towers fell uh, in New York City, I was delivered a furlough notice from my safe and secure job. And I realized that my job was not safe and it was not secure. And I was about to be on the street with 50,000 other airline pilots that all could do the same thing I could do. And unfortunately, when you're so specialized to be an airline pilot, you really don't have any other skills that are qualified to do anything except fly a metal tube around in the sky, essentially. And, you know, I, I thought of myself like, you know what, I didn't cause this to happen, but now I've got to deal with this. I didn't, I didn't, I had nothing to do with 9-11, but now I can't work. And I realized that I've got to figure it out. I have to figure out a solution. So I started looking to see what is it that successful people do? What do they do? And a lot of people, I just kept going back to real estate. I didn't know anything about it. I was 28 years old. I had no idea what real estate was. I didn't even own a house at the time. 
And I did what anyone would do at that time frame. I went to the library and I had to get a library card. And I had to basically, because they didn't have YouTube or any of these social media gurus. And I read a book a week on real estate. And I read everything that I could find as fast as I could because I had to catch up. So after about a year of reading everything I could find on real estate, I started trying to do some transactions and um, I got ripped off. I got lied to, I got cheated. I, I just, I just, I kept getting knocked down all the time. I, I, people were just taking advantage of me left and right. I hired gurus and coaches. Some were good. Some sucked. It was just, it was nonstop. But I, but when you have to do something, it's much different than when you want to do something. And I had to figure this out because I was not going to have a job very soon. I slowly started to have some success in real estate. And as I started to have success, I started realizing things that I shouldn't do because I made a mistake prior. So I kept, I kept leapfrogging, making less and less mistakes. And slowly but surely, I started winning. And I started having more wins and more wins. I, I was doing at the time, now they call it uh, wholesaling. It, it wasn't called that back then, but I got really good at negotiating. And I learned that communicators are the wealthiest people on the planet if you know how to talk. And I really focused on learning how to communicate and learning how to talk to people and create relationships because real estate is not four walls and a roof. Real estate is relationships. Any business is relationships, I would say. I did so good. I bought an apartment complex after a couple of years of doing this. And I realized that um, real estate is very unique. And when I say it's unique, you could think that you're the smartest person on the planet. And real estate has a way of coming like a wrecking ball and ruining everything that you thought you knew very, very quickly. And I learned that after we sold our apartment complexes and we started buying single family houses. And we thought we were very smart. We thought we knew what we were doing. And real estate came along and said, you're not so smart. You don't know what you're doing. And I'm going to let you know why. And we almost went bankrupt um, by buying a lot of wrong properties, had about 40 properties that were all wrong, um, bad business models, bad properties for what we were trying to do. And we really tried our best to figure out how to succeed with these properties. And nobody wanted to manage them. There's no management companies that would take them. Uh, and I got so bad at buying bad properties. I always tell this story. I, I even wrote a book on this story. Um, my wife said, if you buy another house, it better be nice because you will be living in it because you suck at buying houses and you are no good. So I realized I had a problem of buying shitty houses, basically. And so we figured out that we have to figure out these systems on our own. I'm an airline pilot. He was in the IT business. So we structured a business to solely manage our own properties. That's all we wanted to do. And after about six months of us running it like a business, not emotions, not scared, we just ran it like a business, the properties eventually stabilized. After they stabilized, we had other people approach us and ask us if we could manage their houses, which we did not want to do. That was not the goal. But we went to a, we went to a business coach and we said, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we did. And, and this is what people are asking us. This guy knew nothing about real estate. All he did is coach businesses. So he looked at it from a business. He said, well, there's a market. You can definitely scale it. And there's opportunity. So 
you guys could have a very big business. You two are not the smartest guys on the planet and you'll be bankrupt in six months because you have no idea how to run a business. So we hired him on the spot. Now we have a business coach. We didn't know what we were doing, but we took, we stayed with that guy for seven years, seven years, every single week we got coached by him. After seven years, we grew to over a thousand properties. We operated in three major cities. We had 60% of our company outsourced to Mexico with virtual assistants. We were the fastest growing management company in the state of Texas at one point. And we sold for well over seven figures to a venture capital backed company. Now, during that seven years, I had to learn how to be a business owner because despite what people think, they don't teach you that in flying school. So I had to learn these things because it was nothing that I want to do. I never thought that this is where it would go. Um, but this was the path that, that was in front of me and I had to figure it out and I did. So now what I do is I, I, I after I sold my company, um, I kind of give back. I, I work with real estate people. I've done a lot of stuff with bigger pockets. Um, people may have seen me on, on those. I've spoken at conferences. Um, I've spoken all over Australia. I've spoken all over the United States. But my whole thing is, is now it's kind of the second half of my life, if you will. If, if, your, if your life was in halves, is the second half, get into it. Um, and I want to give back. And I've made all the money that I need to make. I'm still an airline pilot. I do it because I love it. I love traveling the world. If you follow me on social media, you'll see I'm all over the world flying. Um, I don't think that just because you make a lot of money, you need to quit what you love doing. I think that's stupid. Um, people always say like, quit your job. I'm like, why? I freaking fly a $200 million aircraft around the world. Why would I quit my job? I get paid to do this. Like that's stupid. But anyway, that's just me. Um, but now I work with people. I coach people. I help people. I, I think that unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that have hands in people's pockets. And I, I don't think that's right. I don't think they've ever done it. They don't know what they're doing. And they're very selfish of what they're trying to accomplish, which is they're trying to put money in their own pockets. They're really not trying to help people. And I don't think that's right. I think it's when I got into real estate, I got taken advantage of, I got ripped off. I get it. It's just part of the thing. It was on me. I was a big boy, but I learned that you know, it doesn't have to be that way. There are people out there that want to help you. There are people out there that do good. Um, and most of those people have done it. They've been successful. They've, they've, they've got the scars on their backs to prove the wars that they've been in. And I am one of those people. So that's my story. <laughs> I love that you were speaking and I was taking notes as fast as I could, because I was loving um, the kind of overview um, of where you've been. And I love the fact that you said, that you looked at what su successful people did before. And you know what they say, that success leaves clues. So I love the fact that you're like, okay, I'm about to lose my job. I better figure this thing out. And, and you didn't want to reinvent the wheel, which I love. So you took yourself to the library, which I love books, and you read a book a week. So you were dedicated and you knew you needed to catch up quickly. Um, but the one thing that I realized is that life will teach you you're going to learn one way or another, right? You can take the shortcuts, but eventually you're going to have to put in the sweat equity, right? So um, talk, take us a little bit to that time where you learn all the things you could learn. Um, you're, you said you were doing some transactions. You got really, really good at wholesaling, but then you end up with the 40 wrong houses. How you end up with 40 of the wrong type of houses? So we, we my business partner and I, we owned an apartment complex here in Houston, Texas, and we sold that apartment complex right when the economy was crashing and we sold it to the church next door. So churches, which I didn't know this, they pay everything cash. They don't use banks. 
So we, even though the economy was crashing in 2008, they had all the money they needed to buy. And they actually turned it into a parking lot because they needed the space. So they basically, which is fine with us, they paid us the, the right price. So we had all this extra money. We saw the economy was crashing. So we're like, hey, let's buy some houses. So my business partner, and I'm not, I'm not blaming him, but I'm blaming him because he's not here on the call with me. Uh, he says to me, he's like, hey, he's like, I found these great deals. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, they're, 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 they make like 50% cash on return. And he goes, there's, they're, they're, they, you can buy them for like $50,000 and you can rent them for like 900 bucks. And there's tons of them. And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, they're called low income, high cash flow properties. I'm like, wow. I'm like, we could buy a house for $50,000, $60,000 and it's going to make 900 a month. It's like, yeah. I'm like, well, why just buy one? Let's buy as many as we can. So in about a year, we buy about 20 of them. Uh, and then we realize why people don't own a lot of these because they're very, very time intensive. So again, we had our ego and our pride that we wanted to own a hundred houses. Um, and we did not go through the proper steps. Now, the reason I say uh, a lot of this is because there were houses. I mean, it just became, it became such a problem in our personal lives. Like I couldn't even sleep. I mean, the, the, I don't think anybody realizes, look, we all make stupid decisions. We all mess things up. But when you mess things up and it affects your livelihood and you got to sit there and think, how am I going to pay the mortgages on these properties? Our average tenants stayed about eight months, which for those of you watching is not good at all. Um, our make ready costs were three times the amount of what we had estimated because whenever our tenants would leave, well, they would like to take parting gifts with them, like wiring, electrical, plumbing. So when we'd go back to the property, it was the shell of a property. It was, it was, there was nothing there because we were putting the wrong tenants in, because we were emotionally attached, because we were in such a rush to get the properties rented. We didn't follow the policies that we put in place. So we were our own worst enemies. And I remember when we finally decided to sell these properties, um, we, one property, we actually had to come to closing with money. And I think it was a, maybe a $60,000 house, which we bought for $60,000. We just wanted to get rid of it. And we had to come to closing like with $10,000. And I remember the guy who bought the property, we were the happiest people there because it was no longer our problem, right? We were fine. We were, we were dumping more than 10 grand into make readies every time the thing would turn. The guy buying the property was happy because he was getting a great deal. We were happier because it was no longer our problem. And I remember running into that guy at a networking event probably six months later. And I'm kind of like smug, like, hey, how's that deal you got? We got a great deal, right? He goes, oh, man, it's great. He's like, I'm making a ton of money on it. I said, no, the deal we sold you, that piece of shit property that you bought from us. He's like, yeah, making a ton of money. And I'm like, how? He said, Steve, you don't understand. Any property can make money if you put the right business model in it. You had the wrong business model. You were trying to make a property. These are high maintenance, high usage properties. You were trying to make it like it was a $3,000 a month rental. It's a $900 a month rental. You weren't running it correctly. After that, I started looking at all the deals that I had passed up over the years because I didn't like the deal. 
all of these properties either make money or it's four walls and a roof. That's all it is. That's all real estate is. That does not make you money. One person like me could buy that property and run it into the ground. Someone else like this guy could buy that same exact property and make a ton of money with it. What's the difference? It's how he ran the property. So I started realizing it has nothing to do with the four walls and a roof. It's the model that's inside that. Whether it's a short-term rental, that wasn't around when we were doing this, but whether it's an Airbnb, mid-term, everybody has all these different terms and acronyms. It's what, they, what people are missing. It's the model. You got to have the right model. People buy something like, oh, I'm going to Airbnb it. I'm gonna, like, that's stupid. What model fits the goal of this property? It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily fit your model. And that's what you got to ask yourself when you're looking at a deal. Does this align with my goal to get me to where I want to be? And that's a lot of times people don't ask that question. And I didn't. And, and I bought a lot of bad properties. Um, not all of them are bad, but, you know, over 50, 60 percent were, were problem properties because we didn't ask that question. And if somebody would have ever asked me, the one people always ask me, they're like, what would you do different? And I'm not blaming anyone. I blame, I take accountability. But if somebody would have ever asked me, Steve, why are you buying these houses? My answer would have been, I want properties that are going to go up in value over time. And I can have them when I retire because they're worth more money. Very clearly, they would have said, Steve, that's not these properties. These properties are never going to go up in value. They're always going to be hard working and you're always going to be involved in it wrong strategy for that goal no one ever asked me that and i never thought to ask myself that question so if, if people are watching this and they want to know what can they do differently ask yourself why are you buying this property and does this actually get you to the goal of what you're trying to accomplish just buying four walls and a roof it's not going to make you successful it's not going to make you happy and it's not even the right strategy if you don't know what that strategy is Wow, so, so powerful. And that kind of really ties back to when you found that coach, that business coach that said, okay, you guys don't know what you're doing. So first of all, you didn't have a clear strategy of what type of properties to buy so it can tie into the type of lifestyle that you wanted to have. But on top of that, you didn't know how to run a real estate business as a business and therefore you guys were not making money. So how did you find that business coach? You know, we were, we were a, um, a, a vendor at, at a real estate event and there was a business coach that came in and started talking to the vendors and just talking about how a business needs to run on its own. It runs through policies, procedures, structure. It doesn't run on emotions. You have to have, have roles and duties. Um, and what we realized is real estate is a business. Owning a property is a business. If you don't realize that, you don't own a business, you own a job. And it's probably not a high paying job at that. So what we realized and what I've learned, and I've been, I've been coached and mentored by many, many top level coaches over the years since then, is ego and pride are success inhibitors. That is the reason most people don't succeed. They don't think they need a coach. They think they're better than that. That's ego and that's pride. That's not logic. I mean, I look at, I, I, you know, I'm a sports enthusiast. Um, Michael Jordan, I would say, is probably one of the best athletes ever. The guy had five coaches when he was winning all those championships for the Chicago Bulls. Were the coaches the reason he won? Or was it because he had natural talent? 
say it's probably a combination. I don't think it was one or the other. But would he have won all those championships if the coaches hadn't brought that out of him? This is a guy who didn't even make his high school basketball team. So you can't tell me that he had raw talent because he didn't even make the basketball team in high school. A coach brought that out of him. So I think coaches and mentors take you to the next level. I still get coached. I still get mentored. I coach and mentor a lot of people. It's kind of like a fast track, right? You can take 20 years like I did and figure it out and maybe go bankrupt. Or you can just talk to me. I tell people all the time, you're going to pay one way or the other. You're either going to pay for it in hard knocks and stress, or you're going to pay to be around someone like me and learn the fast track. But you're going to pay. Free is the most expensive thing you could ever buy. Don't make no mistake. I've learned it. I've always tried, you know, cheaper is not cheaper. You could try to use, you know, you got a property and you use the chuck in a truck who, you know, does it wrong five times. And then you get sued um, because, you know, the electrical blew up in the house or you just hire an electrician. Right. And so these are the things that I've learned. Cheaper is not cheaper. And when you're talking about yourself and you're talking about your investments and you're talking about your future, that is not the place that you cut corners. Right. You don't cut corners on that. You know, if you had a child and you're giving your child a car, would you give them, you know, four bald tires and the engine about to explode and go, hey, just figure it out? You may, but it's probably not the best strategy for success, you know? And so that's just my opinion because I've been on the backside. I've had those sleepless nights. Um, it's not fun. It's, it's not a good place to be. And I've done it. And it's, it's definitely not what I would recommend people to. I don't think learning that way is very conducive. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely would agree with that. So I wonder why other real estate professionals don't talk more about the importance of setting up their business the right way, setting up their real estate outfit the right way. Um, I, I think because they don't know. And, and honestly, had I not built my business first, I wouldn't have known. Had I not been coached by a business coach, the guy who coached me, he didn't know anything about real estate. He didn't know anything about property management. He knew business. He, he knew marketing. He knew sales. He knew operations. He knew accounting. So one of the reasons, you know, we had one of the fastest growing property management companies in Texas. One of the reasons we did that is because I didn't identify myself as a property manager. I identified myself as a business owner. My business just happened to be real estate. So when I talk to people all the time, I, you know, when it comes to real estate, I tell people there's a difference between an investor and a landlord. The landlord wants to do it by themselves. They want to make sure that they're getting the right price. They want to have a say-so in everything. They want to be involved. An investor does it from the neck up. They have a team around them. They can buy anywhere around the country. I coached a guy, his name was Joe Roberts on Bigger Pockets. He won a big uh, 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 um, contest and I coached him to buy his first out-of-state property. So I'll give you an example. Um, and I explained this to him. There's a difference between a landlord and an investor. You are going to be an investor. And we identified a market. Doesn't matter what market it is. We identified for him. He was, he was on base. Uh, he was a Marine Naval aviator. Um, he was in Camp Lejeune in, in North Carolina. We identified what markets, we narrowed it down based on his goals and based on his strategy. So we identified it based on his goals. We got seven, four, no, maybe it's five cities. It was uh, Houston, San Antonio, Tampa, Atlanta, and, and maybe one other. We ended up narrowing it down to Atlanta. 
that was the city. We identified the price point, the returns, everything that was in line with the city. That was based on his goals. Found a deal. Well, we went through like two or three deals, fell out, and I kept coaching him through it, kept walking him through. And this series is on bigger pockets if anyone wants to watch it. Um, we ended up finding a deal, bought it for 114000 He put 35000 in to the rehab. All in was about 145, 147, I believe. The after repair value of the property was about 180. He got it rented five days after he got it renovated. And he never once saw the property. We did it all while he was in lockdown on COVID on the military base. Because I wanted him to learn that you don't need to be in a city. That's a landlord. Be an investor. Use your mind. Use your team. So I showed him. And since then, I've coached a lot of people on how to do it. They're like, can you teach me that? I'm like, yeah. It's, it's like baking a cake, right? You bake a cake. There's a certain way you bake the cake. You don't put the frosting on first and then put it in the oven. There's a recipe for success. There is a recipe to invest out of state very successfully. I know the recipe. I teach people the recipe. It's not rocket science. I'm not some magical, mythical person. I just have the recipe. And so after he got deployed, never saw the property. I saw him. Uh, I had him on stage with me at the Bigger Pockets conference. At that time, he owned 23 properties a year later. And I said, man, I said, what did you do? I said, what, 23 properties? That's, it was 11 properties, 23 doors. He said, Steve, he goes, I followed your recipe. You told me what to do. I just did what you told me. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. There's a recipe for it. You just got to follow the recipe. Oh my God, that is, this is, this, this is key right here. I'm definitely going to add the link to um, this show on the show notes about the, uh, the bigger packets with Joe Roberts. But I think, you just saved a lot of people a lot of time in aggravation by making the distinction. What do I want to be? And I think I want to say that there's nothing wrong if they want to be a landlord. If that is their dream and that's what they want to do, go nuts, right? 100%. But if you want to be an investor and you live in states like mine, Massachusetts or California, then you'll probably want to follow your recipe, your formula, and be an out-of-state investor, not a landlord and um, have a more quality of life, right? Uh, be able to buy more property like, like Joel did and actually be successful. So I think having a distinction, what kind of lifestyle do I wanna li live? Do I wanna be a landlord? Do I wanna be an investor? And then doing what you did at the beginning, what do successful people do? You already have a formula, you already wrote a book, you already have a system and you're giving back. So. People that want to take that shortcut, how do they connect with you so they can learn how to invest out of, out of state? Yeah, you know, I, look, I'm a big believer in giving back. Uh, I, I, I help people. I have people sending me messages on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, they can, they, you know, they, if they send me a DM, I will, it's me. It actually is me answering you back. Um, a lot of people will like ask me weird questions thinking I'm like a robot. I'm like, it's really me. Like you're asking me a question I'm answering, but. Um, they can send me a message. They can go to my website, steverosenberg.com. It's R-O-Z-E-N-B-E-R-G. Um, I do coaching. Um, I have masterminds. Uh, I do a lot of stuff to give back and help. And so if anybody wants to get to the next level, unless you've been there, you don't know how to do it, right? And so I've, I can get people to that next level. I do it. I have a lot of success. 
I tell people, you know, I'm here to help you. I'm not here to be your friend. There's a difference. Uh, my goal is to make you successful. I'm here to hold you accountable. It's not fun. It may not be exactly what you thought, but you are going to get your shit done and you are going to be successful. If that's what you want, I'm the guy that you want to talk to. And, you know, my, my whole thing is, look, everybody can make a mistake. Everybody can be afraid. That's natural. Not taking action is not acceptable. I don't, I don't agree with that. 9-11 hit, I had to take action. And, and just, you know, a lot of people, when COVID was going on, in the airline industry, a lot of people know me because I owned real estate and did all this stuff. So I had people reaching out to me saying, hey, Steve, like, what did you do differently? And how is your life different than 9-11 to COVID? It's one word. I took action. I actually took massive action. And I took a lot of wrong action. I made a lot of mistakes. But that's okay because I can personally tell you that I am the product of a lot of mistakes. And I, I, I make over seven figures a year doing what I do. I love what I do. But it's because of my failures. It's not because of my wins. I have learned more from my failures than I ever will from my mistake, from my wins. That's just that. That's you ask anyone. That's what you learn. Those are the deep introspective conversations you have with yourself. Like, okay, what did I do wrong? How do I fix this? Those kind of things. You've got to, you've got to be okay to fail. And sometimes it's better to have someone to go, Hey, Steve, what do you think? Now I'm not going to let you fail. I'm going to bypass those things. But if you do fail and look, it's going to happen. You got to get up, you got to dust yourself off and get back in the game. That's just how it is. You know, there's, there's no pity party. Nobody cares. You've got to get up and you got to get your shit done. And you know, I'm the kind of guy that says, I don't care. Get up and do it again. Do it again. Do it again. That's what I did. And it worked. Right. I love, love that. And I love how you qualify yourself and you're kind of like letting people know if you want to be baby through this process, if you want to show up one day, not tomorrow, I'm not your guy. Keep on looking. And I think that clarity in life in general really helps us get the best results and have a life that we actually enjoy when we are honest with ourselves and say, this is my style. This is what I'm going to be able to get you. But if you don't show up correct, you can go because I ain't got time for that. So there's that real quick, I, I know you want to go. I got real quick, a funny story. So a lot of people probably know Ashley Care. She, she hosts the Real Estate Rookie Podcast yeah. Show and I, and I coached her. Uh, it's a funny story. So she asked me if I would coach her. And I said, yep. I said, I will coach you, but here's the deal. I said, we are going to do, you are going to do a two-week time study. She'll tell you this story. It's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> I said, you are going to do a two-week time study and I need to see what you do every day. And at the end of every day, you're going to, you're going to, during the day, you're going to create a log. And at the end of the day, you're going to do a snapshot picture and you're going to send it to me. The day that you don't send it to me is the last day you will hear from me. So I told her, I said, I'm not, I said, I'm not here for me. I can't want it more than you. You have to want it more than I do. And I said, you're going to do a two week time study and we're going to figure out how productive you are with your day and where your time is not being spent wisely. So she's like, oh, okay. So it was like Friday night and it was like 1130. And I sent her a text message. I said, if I don't get, this in the next 30 minutes, delete my number because you will never hear from me again. Within five minutes, she had it. And she says, Oh my God. She tells that story. She's like, I was so nervous. I said, look, I said, I'm not, you know, you have to want it more than I do. It's very simple. And so again, she, she's great. She's very successful. I mean, not, not because of me, of course. Um, but, but again, it's the drive. You got to have that drive, you know, and you know what, unfortunately, I think a lot of people are afraid to make a mistake because of social media. They don't want to look dumb. I kind of, there's a, there's a girl I know in Maui, uh, Zasha. Uh, she does a lot of flipping and stuff. And uh, I was in Maui and I was driving around with her and she's like, yeah, I don't like doing this. Cause uh, I don't want to look dumb. 
uh, to people out there. And I said, do you really think you're that important? Like, do you really think people give a shit? What, what? And she looked at me and she's like, I don't know. She's like, I thought I did. I'm like, no one knows who you are. Nobody cares. I'm like even Brandon Turner, my good friend, he does stupid shit. I'm like, we all do. Like, do, you, you don't do it afraid that you're going to look dumb. That's the wrong way to look at it. And right. she's like, you know what? You're right. She's like, that's, she's like, I'm like, don't be so vain that you think you're that important because you're not. Right. Like, and I never thought about it that way. That is so good. And the funny thing is, as famous as Brandon is, there are people out there that have no idea who he is. Yeah. No idea. They are, I don't know anything about sports. I'm very proud about that. And there are people that are huge, right? Internationally big. I might meet people out there and they might look at me like they think I know who they are. I have no idea who they are and I don't care. And most of the time people are so invested in themselves that even if you are looking stupid or doing something stupid, they won't even notice because they're trying to find out if they're looking stupid. So you might as well do the thing that you want to do, right? Agreed. A hundred percent agreed. Oh my God. That's so good. So you are still an international commercial uh, pilot. What does investing do look like for you today? Are you doing completely out of state still? Um, you know, I do a lot more passive investing. A lot of the stuff I do is I'm kind of, I'm older. If I had hair, it'd be more gray. Uh, but but I do I do more passive stuff. So I invest in deals. I'm good friends with people like Brandon Turner and, and some of these other guys. So I, I'm kind of lazy. I just I just kind of give them the money and let them do it. I my my thing is is I want to be focused. Like I focus on coaching. I focus on I speak all over the world. Um, you know, I, I was you know, a pilot as well. That's what I do. I, I'm not interested in looking at deals anymore. I coach people on deals. It's just not my thing. Um, so I've got a lot of connections. I've got a lot of people that I know. Um, they like me because I have a very specific specialty. I coach people, you know, real estate investing. A lot of what I coach people on is mindset, understanding how to get out of your own way. I have a whole video course on mindset. How do you go from one to five, five to 10, 10 to 20 properties mentally? Like, who do you have to become? Because just owning the properties is not going to make you successful. And so a lot of that is understanding that role and understanding those kinds of things. That is so good. I love that. Earlier, you alluded what you would do differently, but I always like to ask my guests, no, where you're sitting today, where you are today, all the things that you have done, if you could, if you have to start over again, what would you, what would you do differently when it comes to your career? You know, I would say, and it's just me, I would have gone bigger, faster. Mm. I, 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 Again, I was, I mean, I've gone pretty big, pretty fast. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I've, I'm, I've probably got a lot of success accolades to me, but I would have gone bigger, faster. That's just, I, I would have failed bigger. I was afraid to fail in the beginning. And I realized that failing is actually part of the process. Don't be afraid of it. I should have embraced it and went after it. Oh, so good. That is so, so good. So you mentioned you wrote a book. What's the name of the book? Yeah, the name of the book is Building an Empire. Uh, here it is. Failing Our Way to Million. So this is kind of my story um, as a, as a, um, as a pilot, 9-11, going through building a business, buying all the bad, pro I mean, like people read this book and they're like, uh, they're like, oh my God, they're like, I don't know how, like, it was kind of comical. Cause I kind of like, you know, I talked about like all the things that happened to me. Um, but I, I just kind of let people know like, Hey, we all fail. There's, you know, no one's a guru, you know? I mean, it's like, I, look, have I had success? Yes. Have I had failures? Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I built a very successful business. Like I said, I mean, I've, I've spoken all over Australia, all over the United States. I talk about it, how I did this in this book. I was afraid to speak. They don't, they don't teach you this in airline pilot school. You know, I had to learn all this. 
Um, you know, now I do podcasting. I always freaking cameras and lights and shit, you know, which I couldn't even get working for this. I'd be on my phone. So, you know, you just <laughs> you got to improvise, right? You just got to figure it out. Absolutely. And I love, I love the fact that you have remained so humble and that you're sharing your mistakes. A lot of people feel like, like your friend in, in Maui feel that they have to show this perfect persona and hide in the cloth of the mistakes. And I think people like me and, and newbies want to know what you did wrong, because now we know that you're human. You put, you probably put your pants one leg at a time, like most people. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I sleep. I, you know, I eat, yeah. I, you know, yeah. you do all I, the you things. Know, it, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it, look, it's, there's no magic pill. There's no magic button. You know, you, you've got to put in your time. You've got, you've got, you've got to be okay being uncomfortable, that pit in your stomach feeling that's normal. You got to get comfortable in that zone. And what I have learned is the biggest reason people fail is between their ears. It's the mindset. That is the number one reason that if I, if, if you were to ask me, what is my biggest contribution and how have I helped most people? It's mindset. I've helped so many people overcome things. I have a, I do a, a bi-monthly mastermind that I do, and it's all about understanding the mindset and understanding how to overcome your fears, how to treat your life and your, your investing and your business as a business, taking emotions out of it and running things by data and numbers. Um, and like I, when I work with Joe, I'm like, there's, you know, I've never heard a business say like, oh, I feel like we should buy something. I'm like, I don't give a shit what you feel. What do the numbers say? <laughs> You know, it's like, nobody cares what you feel. That has nothing to do with it. And so, look, you got to be okay, uh, you know, losing. You got to be okay being vulnerable. If you can do that, you'll be very successful. If if you're more, you know, interested in ego and pride, you may not have as much success. I, again, that's just my opinion. I could be I could be off on it. But that's just my opinion of it. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. No, I think it's, it might be your opinion, but I think it's, it's a, it's a well-lived opinion. And you didn't die, did you? Right? No babies or puppies nope. die in the process of you learning all this stuff. So nope. it worked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of um, ego, a lot of pride, but that's about it. That's about it. I love, love, love that. I know a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this. You mentioned your mindset course. Can people find that about, about that on your website? Yeah, if they go to my website, they can find that there. Um, and if they want to talk to me directly, like I said, it. it if they want to do some coaching, I do, you know, I have different coaching packages that I do for people. I do a mastermind. I bring in some very high level business people, real estate people. Um, I, I work with a lot of real estate people in, in you know, names that probably everyone has heard of. Um, and I'm just, I'm just that guy that is very approachable. Um, so yeah, whatever, I, I kind of do things that reach, that, that curtail to them and help them more importantly. I love that. So where do you hang out the most? Facebook, Instagram? Yeah, I would say Facebook and Instagram. I'm probably, okay. they've got me on Twitter lately, so I'm tweeting. Uh, but most of the time, if, if you want to see some funny videos or some cool places, I, I go to Amsterdam a lot. I, I actually coach some people in Amsterdam. So I go there and I work with them and I do a lot of stuff. So I, you'll see me bouncing around different places for sure. That's awesome. So what, what's your handle on Instagram? Uh, it's my last name. So it's Rosenberg, R-O-Z-E-N-B-E-R-G, Steve. Great. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Awesome. Steve, this has been amazing. I know for a fact that a lot, a lot of people are going to be checking out your stuff. Definitely. I'm going to recommend that they check out your mindset course because that's one of the things that people struggle with the most. So thank you so much for your time and I can't wait for people to listen and to watch this podcast interview. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time today. Oh, my pleasure. There you have it, guys. We had this amazing conversation with Steve. He shares so many nuggets. I'm going to suggest, like I'm going to do, I'm going to watch this at least twice. 
I'm going to give myself that homework. So I'm going to suggest that you do the same. I took lots of notes. I know that I was trying to take more. But when I watch again, I will. I'm going to suggest you do the same. And definitely pay attention to the part of mindset and defining what kind of life you want to have and what kind of strategy you want to have. Ask yourself those questions that he wished he had asked himself earlier. As usual, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes that we have with amazing people like you. As usual, please know that I love you and I'm rooting for you. See you super duper soon. Bye.